breakfast to you all and a happy Friday to our wonderful audience joining us on this night for it is Friday evening once again and we have had the most extraordinarily stressful week of all time you can't see it I pressed the wrong button there you go there you go you got a little uh, scoop there a little scoopy scoops of the stories that's all right that's all good make sure I got my keyboards here that's what's happened with all the stress that's what happens with all the stress man like i jumped into a game of terraria because i saw it like 12 years ago or something i saw total biscuit the late great total biscuit and jesse cox playing it It looked really fun but of course i was balls deep in world of warcraft for all time and this week we decided to jump in and uh yeah we're doing full blind which means no wikis no checking no learning no nothing no explanations uh on master mode and it's uh been a uh an adventure of stress and i thought it was gonna be quite a chill game i thought i was gonna be able to kick back relax have some fun you know minecraft style or something like that but that's not how it went at all but on top of that we've also played multiple mmos this week we played wayfinder we played new worlds new expansion looking solid and we played some assassin's creed mirage today which actually looks great uh, I actually had a ton of fun with it, and um, I might jump into it as my off-stream game to have some fun with, considering nobody will let me do anything in Terraria off-stream because they want to Pepe laugh at me when I get stuck for four hours trying to figure out how to summon a boss. Well, that's what we've been doing in our stream this week, but it's not why you're here right now and not why you're listening on your way home or wherever you happen to be. Big shout-outs to all our audio listeners on Spotify and on Apple and on Google Music and all those kind of things. You're here to hear some fun stories of the weird and wonderful that happens around the world of online gaming. That's what we do on a Friday afternoon for a solid hour, and we need your stories. Obviously, we can't do this show without your contributions. So if you have something to tell, and everybody does, everybody's bumped into somebody or done something themselves, which is a little bit strange in the online world of anonymity, uh, send it in to us at drama at preachgaming.com. Would love to hear from you and hear your tales. I've got three stories lined up in front of me. But there's one that I think is absolute shenanigans, and I kind of want to read that one first. uh, Because it's called, A Rogue Tries to Become a Better Person. Doubt. Doubt. As we all know, rogues are inherently, and people who play thief-style characters, are indeed the worst human beings because they care about nothing but themselves and i've got caps lock on they care about nothing but themselves and they play classes where they know their only responsibility will be to do damage that is all i do all my specs just do damage i have no other purpose in life but to do damage get items that make me do more damage it's all i exist for so in this one we're gonna have mr armst oh god okay i can always tell when beck's having a good time when she's picked uh, certain people uh dorito which has a three in it will be welcome us uh oh and for our live audience here our wonderful live audience we do need a guild name for this uh bex has described it as something that gives self-aware dad energy self-aware dad energy is what she's asking for the theme the theme of whatever the tale is we're about to jump into so self-aware dad injury <laughs> the beer bellies guild i like that the shadow the camel toes oh yeah i like that actually yeah yeah the camel toes that's the play big jack with the camel toes yeah <laughs> the dads will giggle endlessly to the camel toes ha 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 all right, let's get into it. Let's have some fun. Hello, Preacher and the astute viewers in the chat. Mm-hmm. I want to take you on a tale which happens in the dark and ever meta world. The most min-maxed MMO in history, World of Warcraft Classic, where the pixels of old rain like gold and everybody needs them. And I will attempt to hold under the microscope the personal regressions one may experience as well as the bizarre pathological behavior that one may begin to exhibit while living through such a wonderful game. And this will all be framed around the most delectable kind of drama one can savor and quaff like fine wine. As of course this involves a rogue... My friends, we're going into the biggest loot drama I have ever seen in my life. Okay, what could it be? 
Probably not Thunder Fury. Wow, classic loot drama. I have to assume this is vanilla. So we're looking at Nightmare Engulfing Blade, Chromatically Tempered Sword, Core Hound Tooth. It's a weapon. We know it's a weapon. It's always a weapon. With the rogues, it's always a weapon. But I do find the rogues tend to not really aim for Thunder Fury. It's, there's better weapons in classic. Uh... <laughs> Oh, Dramatically Tempered Sword. Yeah, I, I, I type it out, but I don't even read it. But it's going to be CTS, yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> the eye of this particular drama storm is a certain weapon from Blackwing Lair. Yes, indeed. Coveted by warriors and... Ro Do warriors want CTS? Hmm. I don't remember our warriors chasing CTS. Even though, like, technically... I see, well, I played during Vanilla... So everybody just wanted Ash Candy, even though there was better out there, for sure. But Ash Candy is the big juice, yeah. An item with the power to turn friends into enemies and curdle the minds of the good and the innocent. The item, of course, is the chromatically tempered sword. My friends and listeners today, I wish to tell you a tale of how I... How it was I. <laughs> oh, we've got an admission. Okay. We've got an admission. How I both succumbed to and survived the insatiable clutches of the chromatically tempered sword. My obsessive descent into pure depravity. And through it all, and I throw myself at the hands of the court. How I believe I reformed myself and became a better person not only in game, but in real life as well. I have never in my life coveted an item so badly as to try and screw someone else over. I have always, even items that I did covet, I have coveted items, but I have patiently waited for my turn to get it. I did get a little pissy about the uh, leaf from Major Domo. It, it, it did go to certain people I felt didn't deserve it, but they were real life friends. I was a little pissy about that. I was a little pissy about the leaf. I had to get the third one. But thankfully, every domo kill, the first five domo kills we had, all dropped the leaf. Vanilla Mike? Yeah, I would say uh, I had a genuine argument with Farron and Salenti about the leaf. <clears throat> I was not happy. <laughs> I was not happy at all with the... Uh, Nups will know those names. I will say that I have met them both in real life uh, since that and have definitely... Uh, I, like I said, I got it on the third kill, so I didn't wait too long, but I was definitely pissy. You know what really... Fuck this, I'm telling the story. All right, so... <clears throat> the reason it pissed me off so badly is our first major domo kill, I was the raid leader, and... I we, we planned for 25 minutes. Nups might have been in this raid. We planned for 25 minutes to pull Major Domo. Like, what was going to happen? Who was going to do what? And we one-shot Major Domo. Like, for our guild, which was pretty shit, it was a big deal. We one-shot the boss, and the leaf dropped. I was not, though, the priest classmaster. I was somebody else. A man named by Salenti. And Salenti obviously gave himself the leaf first. Okay. Fair enough. The next week, we did not one-shot Major Domo. In fact, we wiped like four times and I was getting really fucking annoyed. The leaf, or whatever it is. The Eye of whatever. The fucking priest thing. I always remember the leaf. It's a, the one that goes with the Eye of Shadow. Um, <clears throat> so it, the next kill, when we did kill it that week, um, another one dropped. And I was as raid leader and... Definitely, narcissistically but true, the better priest was expecting to get my eye. As I already had the Eye of Shadow, I had been I went and farmed it with a friend, X-Men, uh, he was called, Warlock. I went and farmed it in uh, the, the snowy place as soon as we were getting to Major Domo, so I'd be ready to do the quest, right? But here's the thing. Not only did I not get the eye... When we came into Molten Core that week, I noticed something very, very wrong with Salenti, who got his eye the previous week. And that was that he did not have Benediction. And of course, 
curious as to why he had looted the eye first and didn't have benediction. Why do you not have it? And he said, oh, I haven't got some of the things yet. So that fucking pissed me off. He hadn't done the quest. He's looted it and not done the quest. Another one dropped and it went to his IRL friend, Baron, another priest before me. And I was like, okay, right. I see. Little pissy. And it turned out, because I got it on the third week and went and did the quest. It turned out that actually Salenti had all the stuff to do the quest, but couldn't do the quest. Kept failing the quest. And so what they decided to do was wait and give the item to his real life friend. And then they were going to do the quest together. So it was easier for them to do. Because you, if, you've never, if you've never done the benediction quest, the ads you have to kill... You can only see them if you're if you have the quest. Like people, other people can't help you. You have to be on the quest to be able to do it. So to be able to see the the enemies to kill. So that's that's what they did. They scammed it that way to help each other out. It was bollocks. It was absolute bullshit. And I went and did it myself. But the next week they both had benedictions. Wonderful. Anyway, <clears throat> let's get back to it. And I would say that was the most coveted item. But there you go. <sighs> Angry times. Angry times. Before we continue, let me give you some background. I began playing World of Warcraft in 2007 during the Burning Crusade as a fresh-faced 12-year-old. <laughs> Good God. <sighs> I reached level 70 as a shaman and found a casual raiding guild to join that needed a healer. I'll admit I was not very good at the time. In fact, I was grade A dog shit. I achieved nothing of note and quit sometime during Wrath, of- Wrath came out. Everyone kept telling me that my only job was to press chain heal, but apparently I was doing that wrong. (laughs) There is more to it than just pressing chain heal, but for the most part, you just press chain heal. Like, that bit's kind of true. I eventually came back and raided competently through Cataclysm as a teenager. I hopped off again for Mr. Pandaria and returned, full of anticipation for the release of Warlords of Draenor. I quit within two weeks. Once I realized this had just turned into Farmville, It's safe to say, though, that I have an itch for the older versions of the game that Modern WoW simply just cannot scratch. And over the years since abandoning retail, I have made characters on many private servers. I've been on the big ones, Phoenix, Nostalrius, and Northdale. It was a dream come true when I heard that message that Vanilla was coming. I knew from the moment I saw it that that would be my MMO jam. I graduated from university in the summer of 2019. No job, plenty of student loan left over in the uh, in the bank, and no girlfriend. Nice, you finished university with student loan left over? What a geek. I spent my student loan so fast, it was crazy. They gave me a credit card. I, I, I fucking, I, I spent that shit so bad. But you know what the worst part was? It got to the point that I was waiting for my student loan so I could pay all my credit card debt. So on the day my next loan payment would come in, I would just pay credit card debt with it. <laughs> that was it. And then I had no money. Oh, it was a total fucking bag of shit. It was absolutely scam. It was bollocks. Me and Emma both did the same thing. My conscious brain reminded me that I needed to get a job before I could ever, ever touch World of Warcraft. And that I'd focus on other things and lead a healthy lifestyle while I played the game and I would limit my game time to actual real spare time, not manufactured spare time where I ignored my other obligations. But my subconscious brain knew that that was bullshit. And like descending into a black hole, no matter where you move or how fast, once beyond that event horizon, you can only fall deeper and deeper towards the singularity that awaits. I was happily sailing through the stars towards World of Warcraft with open arms. To say I was merely excited for Classic WoW is perhaps an understatement. No, listeners, I was an untrammeled hype beast. I was supercharged. I was throbbing with anticipation. I yearned, yearned to play. But I had to wait. Just like everybody else in the world, I had to wait. 
Eventually, of course, character creation became available, and I created my orc rogue. <laughs> you waited all that time and made an orc rogue. That's disgusting. I know I made one in WAD, but disgusting. On launch day, I logged myself in 12 hours early to avoid a queue, and there I sat, counting down the seconds until the sumptuous enter world button turned the seductive shade of red. Like I said at the start, I was all in. But I was not yet aware of just how all in I was to become. The intoxicating pull of the game had immediately begun to affect me. And to illustrate the kind of degenerate I was already, uh, <coughs> I please consider the following things. I recall being out in town one night, around one week after launch. I had gotten a Tinder swipe with a girl and was on the very first date. We spent a lovely evening together, getting to know one another, had a few drinks. But while looking at her, and she was beautiful, sipping her drink, her mouth moving, in the back of my head, I couldn't help but think of how inconvenient this was. The date was enjoyable. Don't get me wrong. Like I said, she was beautiful. She was great company. And we spoke and laughed into the small hours. But while sat there, I couldn't help but think I could be playing WoW right now. And I haven't got time in the morning. And we should have done this next week or something. <laughs> the thing was, here I am, out drinking, flirting, having a genuinely pleasant time with a wonderful woman. But I still had some levels to get. There were a lions to be killed, and I was nurturing my burgeoning savory deviant delight auction house empire. I had to know whether I needed to relist things or whether I'd been undercut. What was I thinking? Why had I said I would do this date now? I clearly fucked up, is what I genuinely felt like. But I quickly came back to my senses as I proceeded to disregard this lovely lady for the next four days and play the game instead, getting my life back on track. You shunned her? Oh my god. You ignored her for four days and just played... I'm not falling for this again. No more dates for this guy. No way. In my gamer brain, I had averted disaster by not replying to a single text message she sent me. I breathed a sigh of relief when she sent me a message saying, Whatever, I'm not calling you again. <laughs> a sigh of relief? My God. <laughs> my God. And got into my new unlife playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> Speaking of disasters, not long after this, I was whispered by an undead mage who was looking to set up a monopoly on Savory Deviate Delight. The ungodly volume of them that my bank alt was posting to the auction house every day had come to his attention, and he proposed an alliance, a joining of marketing forces. I thought this sounded like fun, so I agreed. The plan was simple. We had to make sure we both had ample stock to sell and plenty of gold in reserve to buy out the competition. Did he post all his shit on an alt so you would buy it off him? Please tell me he didn't fall for that. I beg of you that you didn't fall for him posting all his shit on an alt at slightly undervalued so you bought everything. You dumbass. <clears throat> Once we owned all the Deviant Delight on the server, we could post the price whatever we wanted. The more gold we made, the easier it would become to control the market. That was the theory anyway. So, while I do enjoy sticking on an album and playing with my rod for a couple of hours, let me tell you that sitting inside Narolex's chamber and fishing for days on end is really boring. On top, this is what you did with your first couple of weeks. You waited how long? You played private servers. You waited years. You made sure you could do it. You ditched dates so you could fucking fish inside whaling caverns. <sighs> On top of this, it soon became painfully evident how impossible it was going to be for just the two of us to constantly buy out everyone else in the auction house. After a couple of days, both of us were completely broke. But the real spanner in the works here with our ingenious scheme was that the fish themselves weren't very valuable on the server. It was the start of a fresh realm after all and nobody had any gold. So not only was I spending every gold I had buying out all the auction house, 
But I had banks full of fish that nobody wanted to buy. You dumb bastards. You like absolute dumb bastards. Like you. <laughs> anyway, moving on. My partner in crime was in a guild called the Camel Toes. And after a few days of fishing, he invited me to join the guild. There were plenty of people online and the guild chat was a good vibe. So sure enough, I decided to stick around. The guild itself was mostly levelers, of course, who were looking to start raiding at 60. Most had played World of Warcraft for years and years and years, and the atmosphere wasn't noobish and loserish like you find in retail cesspool guilds. It was competent. Not hardcore, but people who had good nostalgia and a little bit of gaming experience and were ready to play. Our guild had absolutely zero 60s in it, which was fine with me. There was no rush. Little did I know that I was standing upon the precipice of the golden period of my World of Warcraft career. Leveling to 16 this guild in this game at this time with these people on this server was magical. It was what I'd hoped for. And over that time, I got many close friends with the guild members. So skipping ahead to when I hit level 60, my friends, and pre-raid best-in-slot grind was in full excruciating flow. I had completed my metamorphosis into full-fledged no-life who lived, breathed, ate, and slept World of Warcraft. And right now, my no-life ambition lay in acquiring myself a pair of Dalren's blades. The best pair of swords one could get before Molten Core. Why not just go to MC? MC is really easy. <laughs> just go to Molten Core. <laughs> I, I never got the pre-raid bis grind. Just, just go to MC. MC is dog shit easy. Every day, I hassled, hassled my guildies to do yet another UBRS run. Yes. <laughs> Yes, we could look for Jed. And I helped them in return. Oh, MC wasn't out. Fair enough. Of course, as we all slowly but surely built up our gear together, I eventually claimed my pair of swords. And enough of us uh, reached 60 so that we could form a fully armed, filthy, angry, greasy, 40-man raid. I was about to blow my balls all over the screen. To test the waters, the guild master organized a trash farm in Molten Core. Ew. But why? But why? I, of course, attended. And by the end of the night, my name was second on the overall damage done. Overall DPS in a trash run. Nice. I even received whispers from a few of my friends and Zack, an officer of the guild and fellow rogue, complimenting me on my stellar damage. I felt godlike, encouraged, bestowed. I wanted to try my absolute hardest for this guild. On our first Ragnaros kill, I was the top rogue. And as we begun to put MC on farm and Anixia each week, I was one of the highest DPSs with clockwork regularity. I was not going to miss a raid for no man, and certainly no girls. I gave a lot for this guild over the coming months. If someone needed help... Oh, you felt entitled. Oh, here comes the entitlement. If someone needed help doing a dungeon even though I didn't need anything, I was there. If someone was getting ganked in the open world, I was there. When the guild needed a clear DM tribute run for buffs, I was there. I helped our enchanter farm out the crusader recipe. I boosted alts in low-level dungeons. And as the phase progressed and we looked short on healers, I was there too. I got to work, leveled a shaman to 60 over the new year purely to help out the guild. A truly torturous experience playing Wind Fury Roulette, I might add. I made all this effort. I gave them every ounce I could because I genuinely cared about the camel toes. But also, being so dependable. Right, guys? It couldn't hurt my chances at getting some of the better loot down the line. They would recognize my contribution to their progress and reward me justly. I thought to myself that this could be and might be the best guild on the server. Maybe 
not in terms of cutting edge passes and speed run times like the sweats were doing as we did not care for such things but as a group as a home as a community i could think of no better place to have ended up than in the camel toes however this show is not called sunshines and rainbows is it preach no the show you run is called drama time enter armst the rogue class leader armst was a textbook micromanager he was the odious king of all vibe killers who as i learned much later whispered the gm and requested to be installed as the class leader the instant the spot became available this was a man who not only wanted power but Armst craved power. But the problem was Armst possessed no remarkable qualities as a leader. And I say to you, my friends, be wary of any man who seeks to be a master of the world who cannot master playing a vanilla rogue. <laughs> That's pretty fair. <laughs> so I press this one till five, and then I press slice and dice. And then I press this one till five. And then I press slice and dice. And then I press this one till five. And then I press a slice and dice. Have I got it? We're gonna be okay. We're gonna be okay. The camel toes was blessed though. We were blessed with a core of good rogues who needed minimal direction. However, once arms came into power he decided that we needed a rogue manifest i hate that word so much man every time it comes up in anybody who's making a manifesto is a turbo bastard a rogue manifesto in the discord he posted a barrage of text walls about rotations boss mechanics loot rules where he would tediously elaborate on and on about the tiniest most insignificant bullshit he then started a new discord thread only for rogues called the rogue log analysis thread in there he would post the logs and then post a battle report after each raid analyzing the logs of the rogues (laughs) following his post he would whisper each of us in game with helpful pointers about what improvements he would like to see from us during the next raid and then in order to maintain our loot status after he had whispered us we had to post in the discord following the battle report that we had acknowledged his analysis Frustratingly, his own performance in raid was mid at best. But as he would point out when it was brought up, he was focused on the entire rogue team, which sometimes caused his personal DPS to suffer, but it allowed every other rogue's DPS to improve. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 I'm sure the rogues really forgot what they were supposed to be doing and without you microing them over the raid. <laughs> what a team player. <laughs> uh, regardless, I had enough. I played this game for fucking years and I wasn't having this. I told him to stop messaging me multiple times and that I didn't give a shit about his battle report or whatever. One of the final ones, I said something along these lines. Dude, will you please leave me alone? This class is dog shit easy. I do not need your help. <laughs> Bro, seriously, shut the fuck up, right? This, is, this class is dog shit easy. This is vanilla World of Warcraft. It's really not hard. Shut the fuck up. It turned out this may not have been the smartest move. Armst in his capacity as class leader was also, of course, on the loot council, as all the class leaders were. 
when it came to the rogues, he had the final say on where loot was to go where. There are, as I see it, two major pitfalls with the loot council system. Number one, if you don't reward the players who put in the effort in and out of raid, then resentment begins to fester. Uh, I have a problem with that. Is it fair that if you're a no-life sweatbox and you play all day every fucking day, that you should get priority over the people who are working all day and can't just sit and play World of Warcraft all day? No, it's not. Is my personal opinion. No, it's not. Uh, this actually came up in... Not like this, I think it was. Where there was uh, a couple of groups of people who were not working and doing things and did Mythic Plus all day, every fucking day. And were geared to the fucking teeth when some people came home. Obviously, I was streaming, so I could play all day. Uh, but got really pissy. Really pissy that they weren't getting prioritized on loot in the raid. For the people who were working all fucking day, even though it was minor upgrades for them, because they had already done Mythic Plus all fucking day. Like, why would we not gear the whole team? These are great players. They just can't play all fucking day. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't see the problem. I was like, yeah, we're like, most of us are already geared to the fucking teeth. We get what, like a minimal item level upgrade from this shit? Like, and these have, like, way less because they have to do this all day. And still do everything the guild requires. But it will be different uh, opinions for different people. But if you only reward the big dogs, resentment also begins to fester. It could be a catch-22 situation. The second problem. It is wide open for corrupt arseholes to twist distribution in their favor. And undermine the entire operation for personal gain. Armst managed to achieve both of these things simultaneously as he decided that, of course, <laughs> in his wisdom, the rogues with the lowest DPS where, in his opinion, he could not find fault with their rotation in his battle reports required more gear, which also included himself. So he stacked items onto himself and in some weird twisted nightmare, he started prioritizing the lowest DPS players with more gear. Even though we all had similar gear as we ran the same dungeons. According to him, he needed max priority due to all the work he was putting in with his battle reports and maintaining efficiency and synergy amongst the rogue team. Efficiency and synergy of the rogue team. <laughs> Checks out. <laughs> Efficiency and synergy of the rogue team. We're all blade flurrying as one, my friends. <laughs> and he also reminded us that he was the one doing most of the work. Zathrox and Dorito were most likely the only two who didn't tell him to piss off when he started sending all those whispers out. <clears throat> they were suddenly bestowed with myth mythical favorite status and got a lot of loot. Zathrox and Dorito were my friends, and even though Dorito in particular didn't try when it came to getting her dungeon gear together, it didn't bother me too much. It was Arm's fault at the end of the day, and we all continued to have a laugh together despite the loot situation. As it turns out, one day soon, Zathrox decided that it was time to have a little break from WoW. The fact that he had snaffled up so many items was just a coincidence. I shit you not, he left the day he got full Night Slayer. <laughs> Peace! <laughs> I'm out! Game over. I'm not farming fucking Molten Core. Fuck that. <laughs> I've got all my shit. It was tragically clear, of course, that he was bidding as a Jew. Now he had all the gear he wanted. It was a tale of the oldest time himself. He was G-kicked minutes after he logged off, as we all knew what had happened. <laughs> Meanwhile, though, arms plowed ahead, making sure that he was receiving the tastiest items before the rest of us pause. In the absence of Zathrox, himself and Dorito were most often the names called when something dropped for the rogues. One night, Dorito and I had a small run-in over loot. We killed Raggy and the tier 2 legs dropped, which I was next in line for. 
and by some completely inexplicable mishap, Armst gave them to Dorito instead. I typed in the Rogue channel. Yo. Literally, you said earlier that those legs were going to me this time. Oh, yeah. Sorry. We'll give you them at the end of the raid. To cut a ta- uh, oh, we were going to Anixia, probably. To cut a long tangent short, I had to beg and pester a very reluctant Dorito to meet me in Ogrimmar so that she could trade me the legs before the window to do so expired. I genuinely believe she would have not have done so had I not mithered her incessantly. Afterwards, she started giving me the cold shoulder for some weeks. And so, somehow, I actually felt bad for making sure I got the loot that I had been told I was getting. But this was my friend, and I was pretty sure that this whole event would blow over. Anyway, enough people started to complain about Arm's style of leadership, including his fellow officers, that the GM was roused from his slumber. He raised his gavel of authority and forced Arms to stand down as class leader due to his failure in performing his leadership duties. Get fucked, Arms. Get fucked. Hey, good job, GM. All right, is this guy a dick? Fair enough. The hammer came down. It was the sentence we were all hoping for was delivered. Now, Arms didn't like this, and G quit the guild. <laughs> but not before typing out one final essay in his coveted rogue channel. I didn't read it. In the end, we laughed him out of the guild and never heard from him again. Though Arms probably had the last laugh as he took with him all the gear that he had given to himself, including a brutality blade and a band of a curia. The only other brutality blade we had seen up to now was given to Zathrox, who had quit. So that was both of our brutality blades gone. And Viscag, the best-in-slot sword? Forget about it. It never dropped. Zack, another officer and rogue, took over as class leader and brought back the chill vibe that we all wanted and the rogues yearned for. Zack and I were good friends, and over the holiday period, we weren't able to attend our guild raid night. So we joined another raid who needed to fill a few spots for the week, where I proceeded to land more gear in one night than I had received over the last month with the camel toes. But first, I had an idea. Since we can trade items from raids, me and you, Zach, should both roll for each other. This was my suggestion. Uh, what if they inspected us, though? Zach said. Won't they see that we're rolling on items that we don't need? Hmm. Good point. This required some more thought. Off to the auction house we went, and after a brief makeover, we came back tooled to the nines in freshly bought level 50 green items to replace our gear with. You fucking losers. <laughs> really? <laughs> this green gear was trash of the highest degree, dear viewers. But once donned, it would appear legitimate to the other guild when we both rolled for the drops. They couldn't see that we already had certain items in our bags. I would have rolled for Zack, and Zack won two items for me that night. We left the raid, traded each other the spoils, vended all the shitty greens, and laughed to ourselves, scot-free into the glorious sunset. It was at this time that I realized that my mental, my mental state had begun to deteriorate. All the rumors were true. And I had realized that I had taken quite a large step into becoming a full rogue. My secondary life outside the game was not going well. <laughs> really. It was cold, hard winter, and my money from the summer had finally begun to dry up. Out of necessity, I had to get another job. I took one working the night shift in a mail processing facility. Oh, no. Where after dragging my frozen body home each morning, dog tired and legs aching... I would sleep like a dead man through the brief hours of daylight. I'm pretty sure I never saw sunlight in December that year. And in the few spare hours I could cling to before each shift, I was grinding Alterec Valley reputation, farming consumables, raiding on Sundays and leveling my shaman. I missed Christmas that year with my parents. I took the extra shift at work and on Boxing Day, I locked myself out of my flat for the best part of a week. Oof. 
Uh, I mean, it's mail processing. You're likely going to be working at Christmas. So, I mean, that kind of comes hand in hand with the job. You got to work in mail processing. It's Christmas. That's Christmas is the biggest mail time of the year. The raids, though, they continued. All the rogues, and I mean fucking all of them besides myself and Dorito, had by now been given a brutality blade. Viscag still not dropped. Blackwing Lair, though, was just around the corner. And I had heard through the grapevine, the grapevine that Dorito had her sights on the CTS, the chromatically tempered sword. I awoke one Monday morning simply staring at my ceiling for a time, crippled by an overwhelming sense of impending doom. A sinister voice whispered from the dark corners of my consciousness. Was this the chromatically tempered sword itself contacting me from the nether regions where items that have yet to be spawned reside? They're going to give you the CTS. They're going to give it to Dorito if it drops on Sunday. You know it's going to Dorito. You know they're not going to give it to you. You can feel it. You can feel it in your bones. I lay on my bed in despair. This unspeakable outcome was something I feared. I hated it, in fact. But recently, Dorito had been given a brutality blade, and that changed the odds. They wouldn't give her a CTS as well, would they? And sure enough, twas the night before raid night when all through the house not a creature was stirring, except Zack, who sent me a DM. Can I talk to you about loot? Sure. Good. I assume you're okay with the chromatically tempered sword going to Dorito if it drops then. My heart sank. I asked for more information. It turns out that Dorito had told the previous rogue class leader Armst on the down low that she would agree to pass Viscag if it dropped from Anixia, so she had priority on CTS. Armst had agreed to this deal to avoid loot drama in Molten Core, and Zack was checking with me if it was okay to honor this agreement. What the fuck was I reading here? The arms have been colluding with Dorito behind the scenes to pass certain choice items her way. Fuck that noise. No wonder Dorito never bothered to farm out Dalrens and all the rest of her shit when she knew the juicy stuff was waiting for her in the future. Both of us were playing a dangerous game, it seemed. As what I have neglected to mention so far, dear viewers, is that I myself also had a secret agreement with arms. Fucking rogues. Fucking rogues, man. You're all the same. You're all the fucking same, man. I, I cannot genuinely stand seasoned rogues. Like, even my friends who play seasoned rogues. I was the fucking melee classmaster during Cataclysm for Darkstorm, right? I had four rogues in the team. Two of them had just kind of re-rolled to rogue for Cataclysm. The other two had been playing Rogue in this guild since vanilla World of Warcraft. I'm not joking. Darkstorm has a legacy that goes on all the way back to vanilla World of Warcraft. And them two had been close friends for that entire time. And then the Rogue Legendary. So I got them both because I said, obviously, it's one of you two, right? It, and I said, obviously, it's going to one of you two. You've both been in this guild for like 10 years. Do you guys just want to roll for it because you're close friends? Would they fuck? These two people who had never really said anything to anyone for fucking months, just chilling, doing DPS, playing in it started mouthing up i joined the guild first i joined just after the servers went live yeah but you took a break for like six months during wrath of the lich king i didn't so i've technically been around longer in the raid group like i was like are you guys for fucking real are you guys 
even fucking for real right now? This is the, what I came out. I thought it was going to be like a two-minute conversation that we just settle it. It's like, do you, want, you guys just want to roll for it? And then it's, you know, you get it first, the other guy gets it next. Simple as that. Absolutely not. They bitched and moaned about it. And I was like, all right, I'll give it to the, the fucking guild master. He can sort it out. I gave it to Lils. I was like, Lils, deal with them. Like, I'd only joined the guild in fucking Cataclysm. I was new. <laughs> I was like a new member. I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. Fucking guild master who's known you guys for like 10 years. He can deal with it. I'm not fucking messing with it. Whatever your fucking problem is. Uh, anyway. <laughs> is that I myself had also made an agreement with Armst all the way back in phase one. I agreed that I would pass on Brutality Blade so that when Viscag drops, I had priority on that. The only problem with my plan was that Viscag never, ever dropped. You got it in the end? I don't know. I honestly, I had left before it even dropped because uh, that was when Method wanted me back. So I, I left then. However, <clears throat> I was not about to let this small discrepancy scupper my current position on my moral high ground. Nobody else knew that I had made such a deal. <laughs> I was firmly, firmly, obviously, against passing the, the fucking sword. I went as far as to suggest that it would be the actions of a corrupt loot council to allow it to go to Dorito instead of me, who hasn't been given a fucking sword at all, and that it was truly reprehensible to be making secret under-the-table deals for big loot items such as this, and the fact that this deal has been made in the first place should cast doubt on Dorito's moral fucking compass. Not my finest hour, I admit, as I once again had made a similar deal. But in the end, Zack agreed that I was right, and I should be given the sword based on which loot was out of, uh, already been given out. With Zack on side, I sent a brief message to Dorito explaining that I'm not going to pass on the sword after all. She was not happy. She let me know that just like the situation with the tier 2 legs, she could wait. She was not a loot whore. I asked her why she would want to pass on Viscag in the first place. She said CTS is prettier, and that was the end of our conversation. <laughs> CTS just looks way cooler. I don't know what to tell you, but CTS... Hey, it does. Viscag looks like a sack of shit. CTS is a way better looking weapon. It's fucking true. CTS and the Nightmare Blade is the ultimate combo. If you can get both of those, you are one swaggy ass rogue. It's way better than having Thunder Fury. Way better. If you can get that combo, you're on point. I asked her if she thought that it was fair. That she should be given two weapons from the raid while I have literally not received any. Whereupon I was informed that if I had attended the last raid instead of slacking off, it would have been me who got the Brutality Blade, which she was now using. It was my fault, you see. She told me that she would not take CTS for, for, for herself if she was in my shoes, and would also not be asking Zack to give her a weapon solely on the basis that I don't have a weapon yet. And that my decision to go to Zack and say that I wouldn't pass, even though a deal had been made and agreed upon, was selfish and scummy. <laughs> I could take many things, my friends. I could take being called a loot whore. I could take being made to feel scummy for asserting myself. But what I could not take, dear listeners was the implication that the only reason I'd ever get given a weapon from the loot council was because I had begged for it. The first thing I laid out was that I, unlike Dorito, actually bothered to get my pre-raid Bisson slot. I, unlike Dorito, actually enchanted my items and that I, unlike Dorito, make sure I have the right consumables and world buffs ready to go for raid and ultimately I, unlike Dorito, was one of the best fucking DPSs in the guild. Even without the weapons. I drew attention to the fact that Dorito had been so lazy and lavishly rewarded for, for everything so far. To that end, I then accused her of colluding with Armst. I let her know that she was the one begging for loot and making sneaky deals, not me. Even though I had done that. And I said to her that no, I will not feel bad for insisting on receiving a weapon that I clearly deserve. Now, this may not be my exact wording and things may have gotten heated between us as we argued late into the night, but I wasn't budging. In the end, she gave me the sentence that
that really made me feel bad. Okay, he said. I didn't realize this video game was so important to you. And you need it in your life. Oof. <laughs> That's cold. I mean, it's clearly as important to her. It's clearly as important to her, right? This is such bullshit. Such fucking projection of gaslighting. So much bullshit. But little did, I, did she know. She was fucking right. It did mean a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it fucking does. And I'm not going anywhere. Fuck you. Dorito never attended the raid night the following evening where, yes, chromatically tempered sword dropped. To the officers and others who knew about the argument, this was the height of hilarity. Of course, CTS drops the day after the big war over it. To be honest, I laughed too. Overall, though, I was desperately relieved to be rid of my Dalrens. The dates on my screenshots confirmed that I was using these swords from between... You've sent screenshots? Between October 2019 and March 2020. Nearly six months. Between these two dates fell 19 scheduled raid nights, 19 weeks of farming consumables, world buffs attending the raids, watching as either no weapons dropped or another brutality blade went to someone else. Dorito and I did not utter a single word to each other after our spat, not unlike the very end of Classic. And I was never quite as close to Zack as before either. It didn't feel right. I didn't feel right. Wasn't this supposed to solve my issues? Wasn't I supposed to feel whole again after I got the sword? Who was I now? Over the last six months, I'd gone from a wide-eyed, enthusiastic fisherman to a jaded, embittered sulk, and all because the loot I wanted didn't drop. Gaining the first CTS should have been a moment of celebration. Instead, I was left feeling like a spoiled brat. Why? You deserved it! Fuck them fucking idiots! Fuck them all! Fuck them all, man! Fuck them all! Yeah, fuck them! Absolutely fuck those people! Suck it! But my friends, it only got worse. Perhaps it was the nefarious influence of the cursed blade that I now wielded. But from here on out, I felt Dorito breathing down my neck each and every night. I had begun to notice how she was now frequently in the top echelons of the DPS meter. She was no longer slacking and being a bottom feeder. She would even top the damage and more worryingly, finish above me in overall through the raid night. Now, it could be that Rogue DPS in Classic WoW is not particularly nuanced. Demands a level of mechanical ability which anyone with an IQ above 85 can realistically achieve. And that Dorito had just taken the laziness out of her playstyle. Could be, or more likely, as it seemed from my point of view at the time, something had changed. Something was fundamentally wrong. I was shaken. Dorito was never anywhere near me on DPS. But now, finally, when I had been given CTS, as was my right, here she comes to embarrass me in my moment of triumph. The question rattled around in my mind and threatened to pierce the thin panes of the glass house that I lived in. I was top DPS. I deserved this sword, didn't I? I started to question myself, question my own sanity. However, instead of contending with the reality, my fragile ego offered an alternative solution instead. Breathing heavily, I summoned Warcraft logs. <laughs> With all the sweat-laden, desperately spiteful intent I could muster, and feverishly poured over the reports to our most recent raid through Blackwing Lair. I was scanning through everything like a starving dog for the evidence I needed. Something, anything to put myself back together again. Maybe she just got more Wind Fury procs than I did. Look, see, she was just lucky. She got more, slightly more crits than I did. The next few weeks were tough. By now, WoW had replaced all normal sense of what one might consider self-worth. WoW was my self-worth. And my contribution on raid night was an expression of that. Every raid without fail, my eyes were glued to the DPS meter and I saw Dorito's name and mine jostling for position night after night. Dorito had clearly gotten her shit together, and she could now DPS competently. And when she received the next CTS to drop, my spot at the top was no longer a thing of certainty. 
Some nights I did more damage, others she did. And when she did, I was inconsolable in real life. Over time, I started to accept this situation. I ceased struggling and let the slow coils of realization tighten around me. And then one dark night, I picked up some courage. Enough courage to look in a mirror and ask myself a very serious question. Perhaps the most serious of questions that one that a man only asks himself in the darkest days when he has reached rock bottom. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Good question. Good DPS is the simplistic game amounts to spamming two keys on one's keyboard and was not therefore an achievement of valuing my own life on. Therefore, in common sense terms, this had no bearing on what one deserved and what one didn't. And therefore, all my efforts built upon this assumption, such as gathering unnecessary world buffs, farming excessive consumables each week, obsessing over how much DPS I could pump out. In the end, all of it proved to be nothing but a waste of my fucking time. And finally, therefore, nesting my entire self-worth and my, tr my destruction of real life with such trivial things only served to paper over the cracks in my own character's deficiencies. I had built a castle of my well-being upon sand, and I watched now as my world came tumbling down around me. I recovered, and I did something. I did something that I should have done a long time ago. I did something that in many people's eyes would be a ritual of sacrifice. I did the unthinkable. I uninstalled my DPS meter. A rogue, a rogue, a classic WoW raiding rogue that uninstalled a DPS meter. I told myself as long as the boss dies, who cares? I ceased gathering every world buff before the raid. One buff is more than enough, thanks. I stopped farming every consumable under the sun. Mongoose was more than enough. I never went back to Warcraft logs to check my passes either, or anyone else's. And most importantly, when Zack asked the rogues to let him know what we would like to get the most from Arn Karaj, I was not only the first to respond, but what I said was... <clears throat> I wish to request to be at a lower priority and let other people get the cool stuff first. I felt like Katniss Everdeen in the Hunger Games. I offered myself as tribute. I was free. The next few raids all of a sudden felt so straightforward. I even had what I suppose would be called fun. You see, chasing gear, chasing the meta, chasing top passes, buffs, consumables. Living that life left me a broken man. And only by letting go of these things, especially the loot, did I find peace. I let go of it all and I experienced an overwhelmingly cathartic sense of release that changed me as a person from then onwards. My sword didn't matter anymore. It was over. Thinking back on the whole debacle only made me cringe, honestly. Both Dorito and I were like two squabbling children and neither of us deserved the sword. For our appalling attitude. It was time to move on. And forget about loot entirely. I was going to play to have fun. With my bros in my cool guild. Zack quit the game. And I was asked if I wanted to become the rogue class leader. I accepted. How would I handle the loot. After all I'd been through with this guild. And the journey I'd been on. Well. While on the loot council. My first port of call was to make sure that we rogues weren't giving up our loot to insatiable dime-a-dozen cheapskate chumps warriors who only ended up killing themselves with recklessness and blood fury anyway and had no right to our weapons in the first place. <laughs> I fought hard for gear to be given to the rogues, but crucially, I passed on everything and gave it to my team instead. I took great pleasure in making them all happy. One of my favorite moments in all of WoW was when the ancient Karaji Ripper dropped and I got to be the one to give it to one of the other rogues. I've never enjoyed the game as much as I do now and to this day I still have that CTS in my bank. I keep it as a reminder of all I went through and overcame during my time of rosy pastures of classic WoW and then remembered that this is an old ass game 
and it's easy as fuck and there's no loot i shan't get ladies and gentlemen i thank you for reading my story and i wish you all the best and to the rogues out there i ask you try installing your damage meter for a week and see if it changes you any rogues want to install their damage meter? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. I didn't realize that story was so long, but it does bring us down to drama time. Uh, we've got two other great stories lined up, but we would love to have more from you as well. Uh, I am going to take my leave and have some food. I've just realized I have not eaten today. I didn't even have my oats this morning, so I'm going to go and eat because I feel a little lightheaded, actually. Uh, but please send your stories into drama at preachgaming.com if you have anything to share with us. Hopefully, I'll be around tomorrow. I'll see what's going on with that. If not, I'll see you when I see you, which will probably be Monday. Thank you to the subs joining the drama show. Have a wonderful evening, everybody. Thank you for a great week. And I'll see you again. Bye, guys.